0: Hello, welcome to Royal Generations Podcast, hosted by me, Lucia del Pilar. On today's episode, I have a very, very special guest with me. I have known her for what I feel is a very long time. I have seen her, you know, from her singleness to now her being her her being married, and she is just such a delight to hang out with. You know, she is a businesswoman like the businesswoman, she is a woman of god she is a lover of truth and justice and she really brings it down when it comes to weddings i remember being in her wedding and it was gorgeous that woman wore a 10 pound dress on the day of her wedding let me tell you hallelujah praise the lord for any woman who can do that you know because she's a tiny but mighty woman so without further ado i want to introduce everyone to melissa reynoso
1: hello everyone
0: so melissa she is a wedding planner and she is the wedding planners of wedding planners so if you are like i said waiting you're right now thinking about getting engaged or you know or you're gonna get married stay tuned mel so i wanted you to share with us where is the beginning of your dream for when you just started you know
1: your wedding planning journey share with us so the wedding planning journey started for me after i hosted and planned my own wedding i had assistance in planning but a lot of it was done by myself and i really had a great experience i had a great time planning my wedding i had a great time at my wedding and I After we got married, I just wanted to go back to my wedding day time and time again. And so in two years after I had my wedding... People, I would talk to people. I would talk to brides. I would talk to couples, and I would ask them how wedding planning was going. You know what their experience was like. And everybody that I would speak to would just complain. Would tell me that they were over it. Would tell me that they couldn't wait to get the wedding planning out of the way. That they just wanted to have it over and done with. And you know these people were really miserable. They really seemed like they were not having a good time. And so um, I thought about. I'm like, man, what what was so different about my wedding planning experience that made it a great experience for me as opposed to them and so I've always had a really good um, history in logistics and you know every previous job that I had I was an administrative assistant or I was a personal assistant and a lot of that requires logistics so I realized that I was good at that and really wedding planning yes it's pretty it's colorful you get to choose flowers you get to de- decorate you get to do color palettes but the foundation of wedding planning i have learned is really logistics it's running logistics and so um after that happened i i got married the lord speaks to me one day and he tells me you need to leave your job i didn't understand why i brought it to my husband's attention and he's like no way we just got married there is no way that you're going to leave your job there is no way that you're not going to have you know of financial support there's no way we need to purchase a house and so it was a no-go for my husband but i prayed and i told the lord okay if this is really you speaking to me then you will also speak to my husband sure enough i think a week went by if that it was days um he calls me one random day while i'm sitting at my job and tells me okay you have the green light you can leave your job so I leave my job yeah I leave my job and I'm like okay I left my job I was obedient to the lord now what like what do I do from here and I didn't have a clear response from the lord for two years I know that seems like forever but for two years I had no response I wasn't working I was I would start looking for a job because my husband was like okay like you're not doing anything um that brings in the finances, you need to start doing something. Mm -hmm. What he didn't really know was that I would spend hours those days and those two years that I wasn't working, I would spend hours a day in the presence of God, worshiping, praising, praying, interceding, reading the word and just filling myself and filling myself until two years passed and randomly my husband, I say randomly, but we all know that it wasn't coincidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband finds this Banquo Hall that is for sale and we go, we visit the place, we, we see you know, how beautiful it was and when we sit down to talk to the owner of the Banquo he tells us that for two years he had bought it and he had been remodeling it for those two years. So I go home and I'm like, okay, Lord, if this is your will, then you will let me know. And sure enough, the Lord tells me the two years that you spent on your knees were the two years that this gentleman was on his knees, ripping up floors, putting down tiles. Isn't isn't
0: that something amazing to hear? Like you, sometimes we don't know what guy is doing because we're like, but I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. But then when the time comes, it's like, oh my lord like
1: you really were working behind the scenes you know? absolutely but i think one of the most important things that happened was that i didn't just sit around in those two years i didn't just throw my hands up in the air and quit or give up i sought out god even more i would read the word even more i would worship and praise even more because i wasn't in, in a situation you know i'm here i left my job my husband's putting pressure on me to find a job i can't find a job because something would always happen um, there were moments where I would get the offer and for whatever the reason it would fall through it was Crazy the way things would happen and so it just got to a moment where I was like, okay I don't know what I'm doing with my life, but little did I know like you said God was working behind the scenes and he had a plan So this gentleman that was selling the banquet hall for those two years remodeled this place to this beautiful beautiful um, modern-looking new era banquet hall and was selling it um for a ridiculous price, like I can't even tell you how ridiculous the price was. And he decided to name the banquet hall Gem Banquet Hall. And I remember w- once we purchased, I was like, Okay, I want to change the name, I'm not really attracted to it, I really don't like it. I started praying, I was like, Lord, you know, help me, guide me. Started looking through the scriptures, and one random day, the Holy Spirit tells me, No, I specifically put that name on there because it stands for god eric and melissa
0: wow and And eric is the name of her husband by the way everyone
1: yes 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 so we kept the name gem um you know we we started the the main company which is gem weddings and events and Mm -hmm. then we had the subsidiary which was gem banquet hall and then eventually we got gem mansion and you know there's plans in the future to do other gem subsidiaries so that's the story
0: now, Mel, in this journey that you have been going through as a wedding planner, from having your banquet to now you doing and running weddings or, and helping these brides on their very special day, what has been uh, a great adversity that you have had to face or adversities mm-hmm. through this process?
1: So I think the greatest adversity that I've had to face is when my husband decided to sell the banquet hall so here we are almost three years later and you would think okay he's the one that decided to purchase this why would he want to sell it but um one of the things that i learned through this struggle is that he is my head at the end of the day and i have to learn to listen and to submit not in an in an awkward way or in a unjust way but I've just through this adversity I've learned that I have to listen to my head. I have to listen mm-hmm. to my husband. He at the end of the day hears from the Lord and I have to trust him. And I think one of the things that happened was last year, September, he decided to, you know, it was time to mm-hmm. sell the banquet hall. And for me it was it blew my mind. I couldn't understand it. I struggled a lot with it. And as a result of that, other things started happening where um we had to get lawyers involved and we had to just we it's been so difficult i don't even have words to put into it but the adversity part of it has been learning to trust god um learning to submit learning to let go learning that if he's taking something away he's definitely going to bring you something bigger and better because god never you know um what's the word the opposite of promote He never demotes us. He never demotes us. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn that, you know, if God was telling me it's time for you to give up the banquet hall, it's because he had something bigger and better. Mm -hmm. And I realized that a little bit after, a few months afterwards, what ended up happening was... Um, I started getting higher-end clients. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with clients that decide to book a banquet hall, but I realized that God wanted to take us to another level.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. You know,
1: banquet halls are usually more for baby showers, more for quinceaneras, more for sweet 16s more for birthday parties, graduations, things of that nature. And yes, they bring in revenue, but they don't bring in as much as we would want, you know, mm-hmm. at the moment. And so I realized that with the selling of the banquet Hall and moving on to working in other venues like hotels and um, other estates and even the mansion that I'm working with now completely, um, we were definitely getting higher in clientele definitely bringing in a lot more money a lot more profit a lot more revenue and it's been such a great move from the lord so um yeah so the adversity was that learning to trust god and learning to just give in and say yes when it's time Mm -hmm.
0: and mel just to add on to that but what would you tell someone who god is not an influential factor in their life as you know someone that can give them guidance like what would you tell that you know, to someone, because you yourself, you have a relationship with God, where you trusted God, you know, to the point that you did, you know, yielding to your husband, you know, knowing that God speaks to you and your husband, but that God uses your husband as a guiding source of wisdom on your life, not as a source of like, you just having to submit, yeah, but it's, it's, you know, it's a very big blessing to have that, but what would you tell someone who, you know, lacks that aspect of life where god is not the influential factor
1: so i guess i can take it back to the moment where i got saved and i started believing in god that there was a god um so about 15 years ago i was going into buddhism because i didn't know what to believe in and i remember My life back then was a complete disaster. I was in high school, and I had just gotten kicked out of my first high school um, because I would change my grades and my report cards because they were so bad since I never went to class. Um, I was involved in drugs. I was involved in, um, you know, just different things that Mm -hmm. were negative. And so my parents got desperate. They decided to send me to um, a youth retreat. And I remember the first two days of that youth retreat, I was super rebellious. I didn't want to listen to any of the preachers. I would sit all the way in the back. And on the third day, that's so crazy because on the third day, yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah. resurrected, right? So, anyway, so on the third day, one of the people that was there serving in the retreat tells me, hey, listen, you need to go to the front because they're going to pick up all the chairs. And I go because, okay, they're going to pick up the chairs. I have to get my butt up from this chair. And it was a lie. There, there was no picking up of any chairs, but it was just a strategy that she used to get me to the front. So I'm standing there in the front and I'm looking around and everybody's with their hands lifted People are crying people are on the floor and I'm literally standing there super confused not understanding anything But I said, okay, like if these people are having this type of reaction There has to be a reason and what I did was I gave God a chance I literally spoke to the Lord for the first time ever and I said God if you are real you will show me and I don't know how to explain it because it's something that I think you have to go through to understand But I I fell on my face I fell flat on my face and I just started crying Uncontrollably to the point where the service was dismissed Everybody left to lunch and I got carried back to my bunk bed and I just cried and cried I skipped lunch till the next session of of preaching and I remember after that moment I was utterly Convinced that there is a god because of what happened inside of me. So to anybody that's listening that Doesn't have god as an influential factor that doesn't believe that there is a god I would say to give god a chance to speak to god. He's always listening. He's always willing. He's always available and he is The number one person that is in your favor. He's your number one cheerleader He is the number one person that wants the best of the best for you and i think that especially when you're running a business you we have to rely on god so strongly because business is not easy and they there's a saying that says business is not for the weak because so many things can happen so many things can go wrong so many things can go right but if you don't have guidance if you don't have direction if you don't have influence if you don't have um you know someone looking out for you it can be very very difficult and a lot of things can go wrong so Um, One of the things that has helped my husband be so successful in his job as an investment banker and me be so successful with the business, um, the business has been growing supernaturally. It's crazy how many clients we get. It's crazy how we've progressed and we've advanced. And in such a short amount of time, it's really because of the prayers. It's really because of my consistent relationship with god of the speaking that i do with god and it's nothing religious it's literally i just talk to god like i'm talking to you right now Mm -hmm. like i would be talking to a friend and god listens god is willing and he's available and he wants to help
0: and i think that response mel was very very accurate because there is a lot of things that we go through in life and thank you so much for sharing your testimony of how god really encountered you in that moment and especially when we are on this journey of pursuing our dreams, we're going to need that anchor in our life to kind of hold us down when, you know, crap hits the fan and when things do not go like how we expect it to because just things are not always going to go how we want them to because imagine if they would, we would be spoiled, you know? And I believe that nobody likes to be around someone who has a spoiled attitude or a spoiled lifestyle. So I think that's very, very um transparent in how you shared how and why god um is an influential factor and how that there's just such an importance to that so i encourage anyone who's listening that you know whether you believe in god or not i really just challenge you to just challenge that aspect like is god real like you can just scream it in your room in your car in the beach wherever you're listening even to this podcast like If there is a God, show me that there is a God, because I tell you that God, man, he delivers, but it takes you to have your own experience with him because you don't want to believe in God because of a hearsay. You want to believe in God because you actually experienced him. So going back to, you know, how you overcame your adversities. And I believe that that's very strong in terms of like having to, trusting god in that moment in your life when you finally got a breakthrough you finally got your banquet hall everything was running smooth and then boom like there's this shift you know but i believe that kind of i would say a crossroads when you came to it and, and the shift that happened when you had to sell the banquet hall really did catapult you into where you needed to be right now and now it has given you a greater level of exposure And when we have a greater level of exposure, the one who takes us there is God. And that means that if he takes us there, he's the only one that can remove us. No matter how many people come and want to defame us or, you know, throw stones and bricks or tomatoes or whatever it is at us, you know, like no one can take us off from that place. And I, that's a really, really reassuring factor because as you do increase in life when it comes to success, like really, um, going from level to level of victory when it comes to pursuing your dreams, you're going to need that reliable factor because you're going to have confrontations with people who don't like you, who don't like what you're doing, who um, disagree with you. And that can very much even come from people who are close to you. So going to the next question, Mel, what
1: is success to you? so success to me i think is being able to do what you love to do there is a saying that that goes if you do what you love you don't work a day in your life yes and that's exactly what i feel every time i run an event every time i run a wedding i don't feel like i'm working i feel like i'm doing what i'm passionate about i feel like i'm fulfilling a purpose in my life because really being a wedding planner it's not just being a wedding planner it's helping people make it to the altar it's helping people get married it's helping people get to the number one ministry that the lord created which Mm -hmm. is building a family so to me it carries greater weight than just the title being a wedding planner and i think that that for me is a success being able to do what i love what i'm passionate about and helping others Um, one of the things I want to say really quick, I want to share when you were asking about adversity, one of the things that really had me at first when the Lord told me, okay, this is what you're going to do. Um, I was like, man, I live in Miami. It this is an oversaturated industry. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Like, what makes me different? What makes me stand out? What 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 says that people are gonna hire me over somebody else? And I want to share this one quote that I that someone sent to me actually, and it says, It doesn't matter how oversaturated the market is, if God called you to it, there's room for you. And I absolutely love that because it's been like that. I've been getting hired and hired and hired and hired and, hired and it's not really that I'm marketing and it's not really that I'm putting myself out there. It's just the Lord has put me in this industry for a reason, for a purpose. He's bringing the clients to me. I don't have to go out there and look for them. So that ties into the part of the success that I believe, you know, you, you asked me a question. I think that's part of success.
0: And I believe, you know what, that's very right, because you have this supernatural, like, the best marketer ever to kind of draw people to you. And even going back to the wedding planner, I I remember the first time I ever heard the the word wedding planner, it was because of the movie with J-Lo where she was the wedding planner. And I saw that woman hustle in that movie, you know, when she was just making it happen. She had, like, a coat, and Mm -hmm. that coat had, like, a million gadgets that you wouldn't think that you would need for a bride on that day, but she had it. She was, you know the go-to person so i think it's so cool you know to now know you know a real life wedding planner that you know it's not like you know like j-lo you know because j-lo obviously was an actress in that story but to see that happen and i really 110 percent believe that quote that you just said because it doesn't matter how many people are doing what you want to do like anyone who's listening it does not matter if you see giants and people who are you know crazy now famous Do you know where they started? Like, let's go back to their beginning, you know? And a lot of times when sometimes we don't see the actual journey of the person, we can just, like, in our minds, it becomes kind of like too hard to reach. But when you have that factor of God in it, it really just comes through and everything, I believe, comes in full circle when you have a faith, when you have a mentality that is of a winner, when you have a mentality that is positive, when you have a mentality that's just like, I have, um, or should I say you have resilient skin in you, you know, the power to bounce back from every adversity that you face, I think that's so, so important and Like whatever field you want to get into, like there is gonna be an oversaturation. Oversaturation, but I truly believe that is why it's incredibly critical for every person to know their purpose in this life, because people can be doing what you love to do, and they really not be called to do it. You know, and at the end of the day, there's gonna be there's an expiration to whatever they're doing. But you, on the other hand, who, if you know what you're truly passionate about, if you know what you're truly called to in this earth, you know re- you know why you are not dead, you know why you're still living and breathing because you have so much to give. Do not be intimidated by another person's success mm-hmm. and um, always remember that you do not know what happened behind closed doors before they were there and I think that's very very important Mel, in how you said that success is doing something that you love because you would never work a day in your life and that is something that I believe not just can fill our pockets, but fills our souls. Um, and that is very, you know, critical in this day in life, because we're living in 2018, where you can even see a billionaire take away their lives. We heard recently of testimonies of people who were very famous, and they committed suicide. And that is something that's very delicate. So I really encourage anyone listening that if you do not know your purpose and your passion, you were created by an amazing creator and the creator knows the intention of what his creation is meant to do. Just like the person who created the light, he knew what the light was meant to do Um, and it was to illuminate places that were dark. And I really believe that anyone listening, and I I really even feel right now that there's someone listening that you've been kind of contemplating, like, whether I should do this or do that, and I just want to give you right now just a word of encouragement and tell you that there's this, um, there's a specific passion that you have had since you were a little girl, a little boy, and that is something that you really need to, um, move in faith by, because there are times that, of course, I do believe timing is everything, and timing has to be perfect, because who wants to eat a fruit that is not, you know, in its season, um, but I really believe that sometimes it's us having to take a step of faith and it's us telling God, no, God, you got to wait. And it's like, no, sometimes God is waiting on us to do certain things. Um, but can
1: I, can I say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah most I definitely. Think one of the things that is very key is if you are willing to pursue what your heart is set after. One of the key ingredients to becoming successful in that and it ties in with what you're saying is being obedient. Yes, you can ask God and God can tell you, but then you have to be obedient. And a lot of the times I've seen people fail because they hear God, they know what they need to do, they receive the instruction, but they fail to obey. Mm. So,
0: And I think that's very true because there is a timing for when God does say, jump in it, you know? I know in my journey, God has been, like, jumping it now. And I'm kind of like, oh, this is so scary. But you know what? I jump into it, you know? And you are just got to go with, like, the flow of the current. Um, and it's the current that leads into an ocean of opportunities and um, experiences that you would never have had any idea had you stayed in that, you know, stream and not gone into that ocean. So anyone who's mm-hmm. listening, I definitely, definitely encourage you to um, venture out into what you're passionate about and if you don't know you can ask the creator
1: okay and so I wanted to share this encouraging words for anybody that's listening because I know one of the things that happens quite often is fear comes in fear of pursuing that dream fear of going after what you love fear of you know seeking after your passion and a lot of the times like you said earlier it's people that are closest to us that can discourage us, you know, maybe a family member, maybe a parent, maybe a spiritual leader, maybe, Uh, a friend maybe a spouse and this came to me um like two days ago and it was so powerful really ministered to my heart and it basically says respond to what god plans for you not what man plots against you wow so i think that the opportunity for god to speak to each and every single one of us even if we don't have a relationship with god even if we don't know him he's still there the reason you're still alive is because God still has a plan for you. He has not given up on you. And so I feel that a lot of people need to start seeing God in the little things, start seeing God in the little details, start seeing God in the big things, start seeing God everywhere. That That's how I live my life. I see God in absolutely everything. And I've learned to overcome fear Adversities, problems, situations, backstabbings, um, you know, so many things that can happen on a day-to-day basis by responding to what God has in store for me and not by what man is trying to plot against me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just so powerful and it helps
0: i definitely think that's very true because whatever you redirect your mind to that's where it's going to go so if you're focused more on people who are your haters who like throw stones at you then by law of you know declaration whatever you decree you know you shall reap from it it'll come back to you more but if you focus more on the people who do support you the people who do love you the people that do back you up you're going to get more of that too so i think that's very key thank you so much for sharing that mel no problem (laughs) Mel, I have been seeing your journey since you were single and now you're married and you're a well-established woman. You guys bought your own house. Their testimony of how they got their house is just amazing. And I believe for me, it renewed my mind that a young couple could get their own house, you know, because a lot of people have seen, you know, start off with like the smaller things, but you guys went for the bigger things. So what advice would you give to a woman as to how different it is for you being now a married woman compared to when you were a single woman but in both um instances where you were pursuing a dream or you you were pursuing um an endeavor
1: that you had at the moment okay so that question um i'm gonna deviate a little bit just because when i was single in my head um i was going to be i was going to work for somebody I was always going to be in the corporate world. I never even thought about running my own business. I never even thought that I would be doing what I am doing today. Being a wedding planner never even crossed my mind. So I think my mind started, my mentality started to shift when Eric, I started seeing Eric's success. My, my, wow. my husband, yeah, like, I don't know what it is about him. I love him so much and he's just such an influence and such an example. Wow. Give he's, us a little bit background of Eric sure so Eric um, when I first met him he was not saved and that was a big concern for me because I had just recently fully given my life to the Lord and I was confused I didn't know whether I should keep the relationship going or not but one thing that I did was I prayed and I said Lord if he is for me you will bring him along and if he's not for me then you will take him out completely and seven months into the relationship he did give his life to the Lord so that for me was confirmation um, that was eleven and a half years ago, so quite a, quite some time wow, ago. Yeah, and from there, um, he his father had just passed away, so he didn't have a father figure. His mother passed away not too long after, maybe two years into our relationship. He doesn't have any brothers or sisters, so he's an only child and now considered an orphan. And anybody else that you talk to, could you know, could very well have laid down under a rock and called it a day. But I saw Eric persevere through that. I saw him push through and I saw him believe God. And I saw him just in every instruction that the Lord gave him, he was obedient. Which is why earlier I mentioned being obedient is so key in in pursuing anything. Because you can know what you want to do, but you can receive the instruction and not follow through with it. So I saw his obedience. I saw his perseverance. I saw how he got hit with one of the most difficult things that I think a person can deal with, which is watching your parents pass away. Yeah,
0: he watched both parents pass yeah. away. I remember part of his testimony.
1: And he made it through. And so a little bit you know, into the relationship, one of my key prayers was always for God's perfect will. And I would always pray for Eric. Even though he wasn't my husband at the time, I still prayed for him because if I was in a relationship with him, it's assumed that I was planning on being married to him mm-hmm. one day, and so just randomly one day I go into a bank and I ask the manager, like, Hey, you know what are the requirements to start working here? She gives me a little bit of the of the background, and I speak to Eric at the time he was working a temp job. It wasn't even a, a you know a secure job it was a temp job. I go to eric i mention him mentioned to him that I spoke to someone in a bank he applies he gets rejected. He doesn't give up. He keeps trying and eventually he gets a job, but the amazing thing about it is that when he does get this job, he doesn't get an entry level position. He gets a position that's a little bit higher up just because of the way he interviewed and because wow. of the way he was, you know? Yeah. The grace of the Lord was with him. And so from there, from, from that happening, which was about eight years ago, it's just been promotion after promotion after promotion within the banking industry. And now he's an investment banker. He only deals with high-end clients, um, men and women that have over $250,000 in, um, in in their portfolios, I guess you could say. So basically, basically like, millionaires you know and people that are very wealthy and he manages their their portfolios he's he invests for them he advises them he deal you know that's what he does so in seeing his success it encouraged me and it influenced me to want more to not settle to not just say okay i'm gonna work a nine to five in the corporate world but to to get my own you know to do what i really love and um you know, if, if there's anybody out there listening that that's still working a nine to five, I did that. I was running a banquet and working a nine to five. I was doing both and it was very difficult and it was very hectic. But I knew that eventually the Lord was going to say leave the nine to five and you know dedicate mm-hmm. completely to the business. Um so so yeah, does that answer the question? Yes, yes, yes. And when you had to leave
0: do you think there's a timing for you leaving, or do you think that it just has to require a step of faith and saying, "There's never going to be a good enough time to um, pursue my dream, but it's just going to take that step of faith."
1: I think the situation is it can go both ways. I think it depends on the person. It depends on what they're doing. Um, in my case, I can say I I, I can say I was disobedient because. If we go back, the Lord had told me, leave your job. Two years later, I get the Banquo Months into owning the Banquo Hall, I get a job. Because mm-hmm. it was a really good offer, I didn't want to turn it down. Mm-hmm. And I realized later that that was not the will of God. So leaving that job once already there required a step of faith because I knew, okay, the Banquo needs my attention but I really like this job, Mm -hmm. it pays really well, it's a good foot in the door, but do I want to pursue the corporate life, or do I want to pursue building my business, so in that case, for me, it was a matter of taking a step of faith, and just believing what God had told me originally.
0: And with going with that, how has your faith been, or where has your sense of endurance increased when you were just you know, pursuing that nine to five job compared to now you, you know, um, pursuing your dream?
1: Endurance-wise, there's there's a saying that says that entrepreneurs don't work nine to five, they work nine to whenever. Mm-hmm. Because it's very true, there is no start and end time to your day. And if you really love your business, you really are going to treat it like it's your baby and you're going to attend to it 24-7. Um, Endurance-wise... I think definitely working in the corporate world because I was working for someone else, because I was helping someone else's dream grow. Yep, yep. I wasn't as dedicated. Of course I would work and I would, you know, I had um, a good work ethic mm-hmm. and I was, you know, I worked in, in integrity. But it's very different. It's not it wasn't my baby. So at the end of the day, if the you, business went mm-hmm. down, it went down and it didn't matter to me. But in this case it's my baby. I'm gonna take care of it. I'm gonna work extremely hard to make sure that it doesn't fail. Um, I do whatever it takes to make sure that the business prevails and moves forward. And I think what really had
0: you step, uh, have a step forward in that or one step more, like, you know, more advanced is that you had a work ethic. Yes. And I believe that when even if right now anyone listening is working a nine to five, you are building your work ethic. So exactly. if you do plan to pursue a dream that entails not having a nine to five, then you're building your work ethic. But at the same time, if you are working a nine to five and say you're working within the medical field, you know, your skill and your craft is only getting um, refined and more sharpened as you continue to progress there. And Mel for as we're wrapping up the session I really wanted to give kind of a little bit of a bonus in this only because I've seen you from that point of view of being unmarried to married and how you have evolved as a woman and as a businesswoman now and you're in charge of weddings you're in charge of like you we even spoke about earlier how you are in charge of getting people to the altar getting people to make that covenant that's going to change the rest of their lives so, How has it been for you since, you know, you as a single, you're working a corporate world and you now as a married woman, now you're a business owner. So kind of share with us a little bit of the things that you have learned through this
1: process and that. So to piggyback off of what you're saying, I think that, yes, I was working a corporate job and I was happy. Um, I liked what I was doing, but it was just A job that I was doing to get a paycheck and I think once I got married and I was seeing the success of my husband I it's contagious I think success success is very contagious and I think once you see someone close to you having that type of success you want it as well and um, what better way than to do it with my husband? So, uh, And the Bible also says that when two become one, things multiply. So I think the success in our household, in our, mm. in our marriage, mm. in, our, you know, in our tiny little family that we have right now has been a multiplication of success. Um so as we're concluding
0: that, what would you tell people who are limited in their mindset of what they can achieve and they, can, they cannot see themselves gaining
1: the greater so i think one of the key elements that helped me was seeing that there there was more that there is more there's always more there's always room for growth there's always room for expansion there's always room to do something different you know I feel like a lot of people box themselves in and they box life in they box god in they box church in and i think that it's something so necessary and so important to break out of that box and to first look deep within what is it that will really make you happy what is it that you're passionate about what is it that you that this is something that you are willing to do even if you don't get paid to do it and i think that it helps when you take that step of faith in yourself of faith in god faith in whatever it is that you're attempting to pursue and just say okay i'm gonna do it break out of that box remove the box remove the the limitations remove the the doubt remove the fear remove the words from other people and just go for it one of the things that i was sharing with lucy is that When I did get married, yes, I saw my husband's success. My husband works a corporate job, a nine-to-five, and he was never really a fan of, okay, let's get this going, let's open up a business. His mentality was, you're gonna work a nine-to-five too. And for some reason, seeing his success in a nine-to-five sparked an interest in me for success out of the nine-to-five to to be the business that employs people to work a nine-to-five. And it really just took a lot of, believing in god believing in myself a lot of prayer a lot of fasting a lot of reading the word and a lot of hearing and obeying the voice of god like i said earlier you can know what you want to do and you can receive the instruction but if you don't obey god you're not going to get anywhere so i think obeying is definitely a very very key element and just looking within So with that being said, this wraps up and concludes this
0: episode of Regeneration's podcast. And if anyone wants to reach out to Melissa, you can contact her at...
1: On Instagram, it's at Melissa underscore Reynoso. And for the business Instagram, it's at Gem Weddings and Events. So if you all heard, you know, she is the wedding
0: planner. If anyone just got engaged or you know your, you know... The lover of your soul, the person who you're going to spend the rest of your life with, is going to pop that question. You should pop up into her contacts and reach out to her because you will have an amazing experience. She makes sure that the brides are very well taken care of. Um, and yeah, so I... Pray you guys have had such a blessed day and you continue to have a blessed day from wherever you're listening to this. You are a queens and queens and you are hashtag part of royal generations. You are a world changer. Have a blessed day.